Morning, welcome to End of Week News. It's Friday, 28th of August. Pretty big stuff last night if you were paying attention to markets. Today we're talking central banks driving gold from Ricards. James, or Jim Ricards, needs little introduction. His latest piece for the Daily Reckoning is an excellent bigger picture look at gold, and particularly after last night's Fed announcement, which was almost exactly what we discussed yesterday. As the saying goes now, printing presses go brrrr. Gold as an asset class is confusing to most investors. Even sophisticated investors are accustomed to hearing gold ridiculed as a shiny rock and hearing serious gold analysts mocked as gold bugs, gold nuts, or worse. As a gold analyst, I grew used to this a long time ago, but it's still disconcerting when one realises the extent to which gold is simply not taken seriously or is treated as a mere commodity, no different than soybeans or wheat. The reasons for this disparaging approach to gold are not difficult to discern. Economic elites and economic economists control the central banks. The central banks control what we now consider money, dollars, euros, yen, and other major currencies. Those who control the money or the money supply can indirectly control economies and the destiny of nations simply by deciding when and how much to ease or tighten credit conditions and when to favour or disfavour certain types of lending. When you ease credit conditions in a difficult environment, you help favoured institutions, mainly banks, to survive. If you tighten credit conditions in a difficult environment, you can more or less guarantee that certain companies, banks, or even nations will fail. This power is based on money, and the money is controlled by central banks, primarily the Federal Reserve System. However, the money-based power depends on a monopoly on money creation. As long as investments and institutions are forced into a dollar-based system, then control of the dollar equates to control of these institutions. The minute other form of money competes with the dollar, or euro, etc., as a store of value and medium of exchange, and then the control of the power elites is broken. That is why the elites disparage and marginalise gold. It's easy to show why gold is a better form of money and why it's more reliable than central bank money for preserving wealth and also why it's a threat to the money monopoly that the elites depend upon to maintain power. Not only is gold a superior form of money, it's not under any control of any central bank or group of individuals. Yes, miners control new output, but annual output is only about 1.8% of the above ground gold already in the world. The value of gold is determined not by new output, but by the above ground supply, which is 190,000 metric tonnes. Most of that above-ground supply is either owned by central banks and finance ministries, about 34,000 metric tonnes, or is held privately, either as jewellery, wearable wealth, or bullion, coins and bars. The the floating supply available for day-to-day trading and investment is only a small fraction of the total supply. Gold is valuable and is a powerful form of money, but it's not under the control of any single institution or group of institutions. Clearly, gold is a threat to the central bank money monopoly. Gold cannot be made to disappear. It's too valuable and would almost be impossible to confiscate, despite persistent rumours to that effect. If gold is a threat to central bank money and cannot be made to disappear, then it must be discredited. So it becomes important for central bankers and academic economists to construct a narrative that's easily absorbed by everyday investors that says gold is not money. The narrative goes like this. There's not enough gold in the world to support trade and commerce. That's false. There's always enough gold. It's just a question of price. The same amount of gold supports a larger amount of transactions when the price is raised. Gold cannot expand fast enough to keep up with economic growth. That's false. It confuses the official supply with the total supply. Central banks can always expand the official supply by printing money and buying gold from private hands. That expands the money supply and supports economic expansion. 
Gold causes financial panics and crashes. That's false. There were panics and crashes during the gold standard and panics and crashes since the gold standard ended. Panics and crashes are not caused or cured by gold. They are caused by a loss of confidence in banks, paper money, or the economy. There is no correlation between gold and financial panic. Gold caused and prolonged the Great Depression. That's false. Even Milton Friedman and Ben Bernanke have written that the Great Depression was caused by the Fed. During the Great Depression, base money supply could be 250% of the market value of official gold. Actual money never exceeded 100% of the gold value. In other words, the Fed could have more than doubled the money supply even with a gold standard, but it failed to do so. That's a Fed failure, not a gold failure. So you get the point. There's a clever narrative about why gold is not money, but the narrative is false. It's simply the case that everyday citizens believe what the economists say which is generally a bad idea, or they don't know enough economic history to refute the economists, and how could you know the history if they stopped teaching it 50 years ago? The bottom line is that economists know that gold could be a perfectly usable form of money. The reason they don't want it is because it dilutes their monopoly on power over printed money and therefore reduces their political power over people and also nations. To marginalise gold, they created a phony narrative about why gold doesn't work as money. Most people were too easily impressed by the narrative or simply don't know enough to challenge it. Therefore, the narrative wins, even if it's false. In fact, central banks went from being sent net sellers to net buyers of gold in 2010. And that net buying position has persisted ever since. The largest buyers are Russia and China, but significant purchases have also been made by Iran, Turkey, Kazakhstan, Mexico and Vietnam. So here's the bottom line. Central banks have a monopoly on central bank money. Gold is the competitor's central bank money, and most central banks would prefer to ignore gold. Yet central banks are the aggregate, are not net buyers of gold. In effect, central banks are signalling through their actions that they are losing confidence in their own money and their money monopoly. They're getting ready for the day when confidence in central bank money will collapse across the board. In that world, gold will be the only form of money anyone wants. As confidence in the dollar is eroded due to Fed money printing and congressional super deficits, investors will gradually look for alternatives alternative stores of wealth, and that includes gold. These trends begin slowly and then gather momentum. As the dollar price of gold really begins to soar, investors will take notice. Even more people will invest in gold, driving the price still higher again. Investors like to say that the price of gold is going up. But what is really happening is the value of the dollar is going down, and it takes more dollars to buy the same amount of gold. This is the real inflation and the real dollar collapse most investors miss at the early stages. Eventually, confidence in the dollar will be lost completely. Central bankers will need to restore confidence and they'll turn to some type of gold standard to do so. We're a long way from that point right now. But if central banks are voting with their printing presses in favour of gold, if the super rich and their advisors are all jumping on the gold bandwagon, what are you waiting for? Here's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to front central banks and acquire your own gold at attractive prices before the curtain drops on paper money. Wow. Okay, that's news for today. And keep in mind, that was all from Jim Ricards. Um, but, you know, we share a lot of those opinions as well. But always form your own opinions before making any investment decisions. Uh, you can always jump over to ainsleybullion.com.au to read any more of our news, to purchase gold and silver. You can also sell back to Ainsley Bullion whenever you're ready. Just give us a call and you can always sell any of your gold and silver products. Jump into Ainsley Wealth for any of our cryptocurrency products or goldsilverstandard.com for our gold and silver-backed cryptocurrency token. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you on Monday.